taking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. 66 degrees. Uh, the Twins are involved, uh, along with Major League Baseball, in a bullying prevention promotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called Shred Hate. I, I, I hope that works. I, maybe that'll be helpful. I don't know. They're one of several clubs supporting the Shred Hate Bullying Prevention Program. And they will welcome MLB, ESPN, and X Games as they host a school assembly at Target Field tomorrow. The assembly will encourage the more than 200 students to continue helping prevent bullying in their schools. The students represent 5th through 8th grades at the following schools. Washington Tech, Minnesota Excellence in Learning, Jennings Community, and Eastern Heights Elementary. Okay, I hope that's... It seems to me the more we focus on bullying, the worse it's getting. I, I don't... Right, can't blame baseball. But they're you trying can't. to be everything to everybody. They're trying to at least. It, hey, if it if it keeps one kid mm-hmm. from you know what, then I, then I'm all for it. I got a doozy for you. Oh, you've been teasing this for a little. From bit. the failed academy, uh, the kids in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, uh, had their prom. Let me tell you where they had their prom. Uh. At the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia. Oh. That's pretty neat, huh? Yeah. And so they, they had they got very creative with the prom tickets. Uh with a little uh uh it let's party like it's seventeen seventy six. Okay. Was the was the theme. Okay. You know. And and uh obviously referencing the uh, they're going to be at the National Constitution Center. Uh they're 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 going to pay homage to the the Declaration of Independence okay. and, the, and the founding of this country. Let's party like it's 1776. Uh, Cherry High School, Cherry Hill High School's East Senior Promise to be held at the National Con- uh, Constitution Center in Philadelphia, according to the Philadelphia Courier Post. The uh, the principal has had to now apologize for. Uh, that phrase, let's party like it's 1776, because it has been uh, found uh, that it's too insensitive. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, how, how can... A Cherry Hill, New Jersey high school principal is apologizing for what many apparently considered to be offensive language on tickets for the school's upcoming prom. Hmm. The verbiage apparently upset enough people that the high school's principal, Dennis Perry, had to address the community with an apology. (laughs) Perry's letter, according to the Courier Post, apologized because not all communities can celebrate what life was like in 1776. (laughs) Uh, Who among us could? We We weren't here. We weren't here. I am writing to apologize for the hurt feelings this reference caused for members of our school family, Perry wrote. Oh, a lot of hurt feelings. Specifically pointing to the black community in the school. Mm. I especially apologize to our African-American students who I have let down by not initially recognizing the inappropriateness of this wording. You got to No, 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 no. Push back. Perry's letter said that while the school had good intentions with the tickets phrasing for some Americans, 1776 itself was not a good time. 
this is so over the top, I'm left wow. speechless. Wow. So we're just supposed to pretend that 1776 nev- never happened. Is that that's what I'm led to believe? According to the outlet, all students attending the senior prom will receive commemorative tickets that do not bear that offensive phrasing. Perry also noted the Cherry Hill High School East will be sure to enact changes to to uh, product well thought out, appropriate communications going forward, and a diverse group of people will view all information before it is distributed from the school. It is as you say. You want me to get deep? Yeah. Here's a portion of the letter. Dear East Community. Today I learned that members of our school community were offended by a statement written on our senior prom ticket. Specifically, the statement on the prom ticket called for students to party like it's 1776. I am writing to apologize for the hurt feelings this reference caused for members of our school family. It was insensitive and irresponsible not to appreciate that not all communities can celebrate what life was like in 1776. Okay. I got to go deep here. We're trying real hard. That's tantamount. See, this has been my fear of the mystery. Oh, boy. My fear of the mystery is that its most insidious pursuit is the elimination of the Constitution. Isn't this tantamount to suggesting that, you know, the the American Revolution should not have happened? Isn't this tantamount to saying... Isn't this tantamount to saying that, uh, you know, the events of 1776 uh, were not uh, equally recognized by all people, and therefore we find it now uh, to be insensitive uh, to have been telling our students to party like it's 1776. When, let's go back to the beginning of this. Actually, it was pretty clever of whoever the prom committee, whoever that came up with this. They're holding the prom at the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia, where I bet if we looked it up, we'd discover that the maybe that's maybe there's a copy of the Declaration of Independence in there. Although I think the original's in the Smithsonian or it's someplace special. And, I, I'd have to look it up. And how close of a ray of hope is it that these kids yeah. actually wanted to accept and learn about history? That, that alone... Should be a great sign. So what? 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 Essentially, this is is a distance, a public school in the United States of America, distancing itself from the founding of the country, because applying today's modern sensibilities to the past, you are able to come up with the idea that the founding of the country uh, did not take into consideration the treatment of all people equally. Thus, we have to get rid of the names of schools uh, named for slaveholders. I'm telling you, your little old mayor here in Gumption County, I'm, I'm warning us. I'm trying to sound a clarion call 
the, the tentacles of the mystery are insidious. It, 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 it's, it's going right to the heart of dismantling who we are. To, where, to the point where this pompous fool principal who didn't have the cojones to push back is apologizing for the mere term party like it's 1776. Yes, Tom. Tom. Joe, I'm a liberal, okay. and I can't stand this stuff. Thank it drives you. me crazy. Yep. And I just want you to know that not all liberals embrace all of this crap. No, because not all liberals are mysterious. We're talking about the mystery here. Hell, I got a lot of liberal notions in my life. This is the mystery. This ain't liberalism. No, it, it, it's not. We can have a discussion and just have a... a, a, a a disagreement, but this stuff is just, it's too much, Joe. Do you agree with me where I see this going? Uh, y- y- yes, I do, and, and, and I'm trying to figure out what can get in its way. Well, a school principal to stand up and say, you're all being ridiculous. 1776 is when the country was founded. We're holding our prom at the National Constitution Center. And don't tell me that let's say party like 1776 is insensitive. No, it is not insensitive. That's how you fight back. And the principal didn't have the wherewithal to do that. Well, I hope there's some principals out there that are doing it. All right. Thank you. Uh, We got to take a break, don't we? Can you take us to break? No, you know what? I can. I can. Howard, go ahead, please. Hey Joe, uh, I agree with you that you know the response from the from the uh, superintendent or the principal or whatever it is, it probably is the weak kneed, watery bowled response that we all think it is, right? Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a possibility here that this could actually be be him giving them the needle? And the only reason I ask that is because of the use of the term uh, hurt feelings. Basically, it, it, to me, it, it, in a way, it kind of so- sounds like he's telling him, look. I'm sorry you're so butthurt about this, but it's really too bad. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, 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 no, I, unfortunately, I don't think he's giving anybody the needle. All right. All right. Yeah, well. All right. I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Well, we, this guy wouldn't come on the radio. Oh God. No. Well, I'll bet you a hundred bucks that the complaint did not come from any black student in that school. Bet you a hundred. Oh, I'm not taking that bet because you're right. This came from some Mysterium Mm -hmm. who gets up every morning looking for this kind of stuff. Yes, they're looking for reasons to be offended. Quentin. Hey, uh, Joe, I hesitate to hail you because I'm not sure I should hail a uh, global warming denier white male. Anyway. Yes, yes, I am a denier. (laughs) Um, You know, the... Our, our the foundation of our democracy was 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 really founded by the Magna Carta, which in, in return becomes our Declaration of Independence and the and the uh, and the uh, Constitution. So of that part of the world for the rest, of the, so we can't celebrate that. Nope. So where do we take it from there? 
Well, we can't celebrate the founding of fire, the discovery of fire, because uh, cavemen were, were misogynistic and, and committed violence against women. And, right. uh, we shouldn't actually burn anymore. Dragged them around by their hair. Right. Yeah. So now, I mean, there, there literally is no end. It cannot, in fact, really, we should not exist as a species because we are a, 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 really a contamination of this planet. Well, well, you're not that far off. Mysteri- no, Mysterians don't like people. That's another problem they have. They don't like people. And they're winning. The American birth rate's the lowest it's been in 35 years. I don't know why people can't think for themselves one little bit Mm -hmm. to fall for this this garbage. Yeah, thank you. 100 bucks says that was a bunch of white parents who planted this seed. And the principal didn't have the the guts to tell them to go take a hike. Is it Jeff? Yes. Go ahead, please. I'm seeing another uh, problem with this whole story, uh, indicting the education system as a whole, including this principle. Um, We didn't have a constitution in 1776. The constitution came around in 1787. Mm Mm-hmm. So we had a declaration. We had a declaration of independence. Yes. Yeah. So if they wanted to hold it at Independence Hall and not the Constitutional Center, that'd be one thing. Yeah. But I think the principal got it wrong, and so did the prom committee. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. I'd love to believe that the principal's giving him the needle, but he's not. No. Love to believe that. Uh, twins have the Tigers tonight, huh? Gardy comes back to town, Mayor. Gardy's in town. Well, he was here last summer when he was the uh, the bench coach. I know the position that you love on the staff, the yeah. bench coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But they'll probably have a nice little uh, welcome home, Gardy, before the game tonight. What is our rule of thumb about school pranks? Uh, it cannot injure anyone. Mm-hmm. It can't destroy any property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it requires a great deal of effort. It does require a great. Uh, also, ki- it can't. Did, did, didn't we? Because of the story from last week that we all love, the kids put the half car up against the wall and made it look like it went through the school. It can't result in any first responders no. having to. So, the, and I don't know what the official ruling on that was, but it can't involve any first responders. In uh, the more physical work it takes, you know, the greater the yeah, yeah. A little something for the effort. Officials at uh, Bowie High School. In Maryland, uh, are apologizing to parents after seniors pulled an apparent senior prank in which uh, some a group of students stormed the school wearing dark clothing, masks with water guns, and lighting fireworks. Oh, my God. Robin Prince, the principal at Bowie High School in Bowie, Maryland, sent a letter to parents Tuesday after the incident. Around 10.45 a.m., a small group of students participated in an inappropriate senior prank that resulted in a school evacuation, Prince wrote in the letter, which was acquired by the Washington, D.C. ABC affiliate WJLA. The prank involved spraying students and staff with squirt guns and setting off fireworks in the hallway. It's not a prank. Excuse me. I know you said it, but what day of the week last week? Tuesday. Okay. When was the school shooting in Texas? Was it Thursday or Friday? Yeah, this, pre- this preceded it. Okay. 
Not that it makes it better or worse. I'm just saying it would have made it much worse had it been. WJLA reported the students were dressed in black and wearing masks. One student was injured in the incident, according to WJLA. School administration is taking this incident seriously and coordinating with local police. The students involved will be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law and disciplined according to the PGCP student code of conduct. The letter uh, continued. Senior student Emily Brickhead told, well, I bet she gets a lot of grief for that. Hey, Brickhead. Uh, senior student Emily Brickhead told, told WJLA the school had to be evacuated because of all the smoke. I was dropping off a book to one of my teachers. Then I saw my friend crying in the hallway. And that's kind of just when we heard they're coming. Brickhead said, I'm sorry, it's Brickhead, not Brickhead. <laughs> I've been funny if it was Brickhead, though. Uh, Burkhead suffered a second-degree burn on her hand and ear when she was hit by a, a firecracker. Uh, now the school is deciding whether to allow those who took part in the prank to attend graduation. I say no. No, no, no. you're not attending graduation. Nope. Sorry. You're not even getting a diploma. If Get you were that stupid in today's climate in schools to, to do something like this, you don't deserve to graduate. No. Wow. That's a... <laughs> Here we go. That's the opposite end of the spectrum from the other prank we talked about last week, which was a great prank. And one that I continue to be surprised has not resulted in some do-gooder saying, oh, that was terrible. It mimicked violence. Right. You know, I, that didn't happen. This is, this, <clears throat> we'll be back in just a moment. Seven, five. And live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of Garage Logic today is brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Stores in Bloomington, Fridley, and of course in downtown Duluth. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. You forgot the Duluth Trading Company in Woodbury, Chris. So let's uh, mention Dang that it. one, too. Dang it's partly Sorry, sunny. Sorry, Duluth Trading Company. Partly sunny and 66 degrees. Twins open up a three-game series against the Tigers tonight in Target Field. Ron Gardenhire, now managing the Tigers, returns to the Twin Cities. Jose Barrios pitches for the Twins. Blaine Hardy will pitch for the Tigers. I don't know if you caught it, John. Joe, I was in attendance uh, Friday for the for the ball game. Okay. Great crowd. Perfect night for baseball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The boys aren't playing very well. They started the Go Pack Go chant. Really? And you could hear it. All three days from what I'm told. Go Pack Go chant. I don't understand. I'm not following you. Brewer fans. There are a lot of Brewer fans. Who's Pat? Pack. P-A-C-K. Oh, Pack. I just said Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. They are cheering for me. Oh, they were cheering the Packers. See, huh? there yeah. you go. Wow. There were, uh, as you watch games on television, there were a few Packer jerseys each day in the crowd. I saw so, a couple uh, cheese heads on. <laughs> that really? You you left the house wearing that today, huh? Oh, yeah. Speaking of football, everything appears on track for Dalvin Cook and his recovery from an ACL tear suffered in Week 4 last season. A Vikings coach Mike Zimmer said Cook will take part in organized team activities this week. He told NFL Network's Tom Pelissero he's done really well. He's ahead of schedule and we're excited about where he's at. Uh, he was involved in off-season workouts. During workouts, trainer Eric Sugarman talked with the media and Cook is on track to be fully back by training camp for the Vikings. Uh, looks like the Wild have their man. Various reports saying Paul Fenton will be the new general manager for the Wild. Fenton has been Nashville's assistant GM for the past 10 years. He spent 18 years with the Predators. We should have Rookie record a 
Go Pat Go chant mm-hmm. that we can just play on occasion. Mm-hmm. Where is Moron number one? Uh, Not here today, is he? I think he's taking care of duties. I see. News notes from today. State Auditor Rebecca Otto, a DFL candidate for governor, has announced a newcomer to electoral politics as her choice for lieutenant governor. She introduced information technology professional and human rights activist Zarina Bobber as her running mate today. A press release from Otto's campaign said it's believed the two formed the first all-women gubernatorial ticket in state history. If elected, Bobber, who grew up in Hyderabad, India, but has resided in the U.S. since 1976, would become the first Muslim woman in U.S. history to hold statewide office. In a press release, Otto lauded Bobber for her work in expanding access to health care and as a human rights advocate. Bobber, meanwhile, said her first exposure to politics came through former U.S. Senator Paul Wellstone. She said in an introductory video, his values resonated with me and I see the same values and passion in Rebecca Otto. Otto is competing against U.S. Rep. Tim Walls and State Representative Aaron Murphy for the DFL nomination. Walls picked State Rep. Peggy Flanagan to run as his lieutenant governor last fall. Murphy is not yet named a running mate. 29-year-old man and woman arrested Saturday morning after law enforcement in Crow Wing County executed a pair of search warrants, including one at Breezy Point Resort. A release from the Crow Wing County Sheriff's Department reports Timothy Owen Roots of Sauk Rapids and Ashley Ray Garmaker of Hillman, both arrested without incident. They've been booked into the Crow Wing County Jail. The release states a quarter pound of methamphetamine recovered, as well as $6,500 in cash, a handgun, and drug packaging material. Search warrants were executed at the American Hotel in Baxter and at a room located at the Breezy Point Resort after Baxter police allegedly observed what was termed suspicious activity at a local Walmart. White plumes of acid and extremely fine shards of glass billowing into the sky over Hawaii as molten rock from the Kilauea volcano pours into the ocean, creating yet another hazard from an eruption that began more than two weeks ago. We're going to have more on this coming up after your newscast. Have I'm you just seen, fascinated uh, by this. That video is yeah. amazing Man. to watch. Did you guys see when the lava took out that Mustang a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, we did. I don't really... <laughs> Uh, this creates a problem this going into the ocean, a toxic Sorry, toxic steam cloud. Authorities are warning the public to stay away from the toxic steam cloud, which is formed by a chemical reaction when lava touches seawater. I still am kind of shocked that you didn't find that interesting. You know, do I have to go through this again? No, I just, because it, it's yeah, just, it's so are. up your alley. You know, it's got it cylinders, was a, it it's was lava. A, it was a run-of-the-mill 10-year-old Mustang. Who gives a bleep? But didn't you find the lava part interesting? Okay. Just that it's rolling so, over like a monster. So like, well, yeah, like the it, blob. Rah, from Steve McQueen's movie, The Blob in mm-hmm. the 50s. Yeah. It didn't amaze you. <laughs> it didn't. It really didn't. Okay. What did you expect the lava to do? Stop and say, uh-oh, Whoa. here's a Mustang. Hey, I better go around the this. Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> the tea. <laughs> The teen who pled guilty to starting last year's destructive Eagle Creek fire, that was the big one, remember, in Portland, Oregon? Yeah, yeah. Has been ordered to pay $36.6 million to cover damages caused by the fire. Well, good luck getting that. The boy was 15 at the time, said he started the fire by throwing a lit firecracker into the woods in September. District Judge John Olson issued that decision this morning after a lawyer for the teen argued the cost was absurd. The judge said his judgment does not violate the Constitution and is clearly proportionate to the offense because it does not exceed the financial damages caused by the youth. The fire burned more than 48,000 acres of forest land. 
11 requests for restitution totaling $36,618,330.24 were submitted to the court, covering the costs of firefighting, repair, and restoration to the gorge and damage to homes in the area. If he gets a job in Minneapolis making a minimum wage of $15 an hour, Mm -hmm. he's only going to have to work (laughs) 2,440,000 hours. Really? To pay off that bill. Well, the, is it, does it? Uh, does the report uh, tell us that his wages will be garnished the rest he, of his life? Yes, the court, well, not the rest of his life. The court acknowledged the teen wouldn't be able, uh, probably, to pay the full judgment. It will allow him to establish a payment plan. It's only 61,000 weeks. Yeah. After 10 years, the court may grant a full or partial halt of the restitution if the teen completes probation and doesn't commit any additional offenses. So basically 10 years Looks like uh, he'd have to make payments, mm-hmm. and then uh, he'd be off. Looks like he's going to be staying at home for a while is what you're saying. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. Uh, the restitution, by the way, according to the court, uh, cannot be paid by his parents. It's solely his responsibility as parents came to the U.S. from Ukraine in the year 2000. Hmm. He was 15 when the fire started. So. I'd want that put into the agreement if it was my kid. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't, don't yeah, put my don't name in there. Don't send me the bill. That's his deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> National Rifle Association's incoming president has linked school shootings and other violence to the use of medications like Ritalin, but a medical expert who studied the drug says there's no evidence whatsoever of any kind of connection. The new president, of course, is retired Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. He told Fox News Sunday that perpetrators of school violence have been drugged in many cases, and many of these young boys have been on Ritalin since they were in kindergarten. He also blamed a culture where violence is commonplace, pointing to TV and movies. The attorney for Dimitrios Pogorchis, who was uh, the shooter in that uh, Houston shooting last week, said yesterday he was not aware that his client's on any medication at all. He said he was surprised that someone with North's experience with the criminal justice system would make those kind of generalizations with a case that's less than 48 hours You're old. just a sweet, lovable kid, John. Sweet, lovable kid. You just have no idea how this could have happened. We, we found that out, yes. A Frontier Airlines passenger led away from his arrival gate in handcuffs after passengers say he grabbed two women during the flight and then urinated on the seat directly in front of him. The ordeal began about two hours into Frontier Airlines flight 864 from Denver to Charleston, South Carolina. The man, not been identified yet, allegedly had been drinking before witnesses say he first grabbed a woman seated next to him. A passenger, identified only as Emily, said, I could hear the woman scream, if this bleeper touches me one more time, I'll bleeping kill him. The witness added the man seemed extremely intoxicated. The woman who was groped alleged she saw the man drink two double shots of vodka on the flight. The disorderly passenger had also verbally assaulted another woman, according to the Denver Channel, by asking her personal questions about her sexual habits. When flight attendants became aware of the man's behavior, he was moved to an empty row of seats in the rear of the plane. A flight attendant who was sitting in the row across saw of his behavior, was warning people of his behavior, telling the people in the plane to leave the man alone and the man to leave them alone. Instead, How old a guy do we know? Uh, we don't, and they haven't identified him. Uh, instead, Emily says the passenger proceeded to urinate on the seat right in front of him. He was photographed being taken away from the gate in handcuffs. Is Dave Dahl ready? I believe so. Well, look like I'm going again. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here I go.
Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Some sunshine popping through the clouds out there here in the eastern part of the state. A very small area sliver in the uh, cloud cover right over us. Otherwise, it's mostly cloudy to our north, to our west, to our south. And there are scattered showers up around the Brainerd Lakes area. From there, stretching down to St. Cloud, all the way through the southern part of the state as well. We may catch a a widely scattered or an isolated shower still here in the Twin Cities. But I think most of those showers are are kind of weakening and they really don't have a lot of driving force. They're not moving very quickly. They're kind of just sitting there um, through central Minnesota and the southeastern part of our state. So overnight tonight, maybe an evening shower. Otherwise, just clearing skies late tonight. 55 for the overnight low. Mostly sunny. It's going to be a warmer day tomorrow up to 78. 80 degrees on Wednesday. Some thunder could develop late tomorrow night, and that could linger into uh, early on Wednesday, and then again Wednesday night into Thursday. Thursday's high warmer, though, at 82. Friday up to 84. A uh, better chance for some scattered showers and storms later in the day on Friday and Friday night. And then Saturday, maybe an early day shower, otherwise dry through the weekend. Saturday afternoon, Sunday, and Monday all dry, and temperatures continue to warm. Lower 80s Saturday and Sunday mid to upper 80s for highs on Memorial Day. Right now, Joe, we're at 66, heading for a high today. Close to 70 now, it looks like, and I have the records for the day. May 21. 92. 92. In 1964. 1964. 33. 33. 1997. 1997. Thank you, Joe. If you have not availed yourself of the photographs and video of the volcanic activity on the Big Island in Hawaii, they're mesmerized. Mm -hmm. It's mesmerizing. And... uh, I should note this for euphorians. I'm, I'm not a climate change denier. No. The climate's always changed. Mm-hmm. I don't deny that. What I deny is any effort that, to use this as a, a, another a way to bring about the mystery. Do you have the same reaction that I do when you see some of the footage? Why would anybody want to live there? It's terribly expensive to live there, first no, of all. No, Here, I read this. People live near uh, volcanoes because the land is cheap. Oh. Yeah. See, I was always under the assumption that any p- piece of property. Well, wouldn't you Wouldn't you imagine that? Uh, I got a nice lot here for you, but see this see this right. hill behind you? <laughs> that could erupt any time. Any time, but guess what? So here I, got a, here, I got a nice price for you, and people take the risk and live there. You need a lot? I you get know, you a lot. I got a lot. It's in a volcanic activity area. <laughs> well, so now... What's happening now is molten lava is hitting the seawater. And the chemical reaction uh, creates what is being called LAZE, L-A-Z-E, mm. hot corrosive gas, hazy and noxious. And it's a poison, and you're not supposed to uh, fool with that. But here, I'm going to break this down for you. Plus, when you see this, when you see the magnificent force of this activity brought completely about by nature, you 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 should stop to realize that we are not bigger than nature. Nope. Man is not bigger than nature, and that's one of the mistakes a lot of the Al Gore acolytes make. They think, "Oh, we're in charge. We can prevent You're this from happening." You're not in charge. You couldn't do this. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what's happening. You ready? Uh, here's a guy named Mark Toragrosa. Uh, in Michigan, he's a meteorologist. He's a, he's a, probably a Dave Dahl type. Okay. He says, I'm going to do the math for you. Uh, the latest data suggests a small amount of ash from the eruption has made it to at least 30,000 feet in the atmosphere. 
At that high level in the atmosphere, we have higher wind speeds than at the ground. The wind at 30,000 feet blows between 75 miles an hour and 200 miles an hour. Just below is the current upper airflow around 30,000 feet up. Uh, I'm not suggesting our skies over the U.S. will be covered with ash, but there could be minor amounts of ash mixed into our upper atmosphere. It's hard uh, to say just yet how much of an effect this ash will have on our sunsets. Uh, Typically with ash in the sky, reddish colors are a lot deeper at sunset and even magenta and crimson colors show. I'm using an average upper air wind speed of 75 miles an hour, which is conservatively on the low end. In just 24 hours, air near Hawaii will travel 1,800 miles. Los Angeles is around 2,500 miles from Kilauea. Kilauea? It's a big island. It's a big one. That's the town, I guess. Or that's the name of the volcano. Output from the volcanic eruption can be can be over Los Angeles in 33 hours. Chicago is 4,200 miles from the volcano. Fine particles of ash can be over Chicago in 56 hours. Whoa. The stuff coming out of Kilauea can be overhead of Detroit, Michigan in 59 hours and New York City in 65 hours. Within three days of an eruption, products from the eruption could be overhead of anywhere anywhere in the United States. With the current small magnitude of the eruptions to this point, the amount of ash will be small. We will have to all gaze at the sunsets in the next few days to see if there is anything uh, if, to see if there is a beautifying effect from the volcanic eruptions. Well, what's the, what's, I'm having a mental block. What was the uh, volcano that went in the state of Washington in 1980? Uh, the sunsets at, at, uh, during that time were ex- extremely gorgeous. Mount, uh, I'm embarrassed. Look it up for me. I'm going to right now, bro. Volcanic eruption, state of Washington, 1980. Mount, uh, that should just St. Pop. Helens. Mount St. Helens, yes. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. At risk of en- entering I remember coins for the standing, scan bucket. I remember standing. You'll, we'll get to your question. Sure. I remember standing at Met Stadium on the third deck or wherever the deck the press box level was and, and looking west uh, on the evenings I was covering ball games around that time. Okay. And the sunsets were magnificent. Oh, I bet that was cool. Yeah. What's your question? Well, at the risk of entering coins in the scan bucket. Yeah. How much, you were talking about the ash reaching Detroit, Chicago, and whatnot. How much would weather patterns interfere with that? I'm sure they would. You know, because if you have a giant thunderstorm, would that then dissipate all of the ash that was headed towards Chicago or Denver or what have you? Well, my amateur way to answer that question is, I don't think think weather would affect the traveling of this ash, but it would probably impact as to whether the ash made any difference on your city. In other words, the air quality. And I whatnot. mean, if you've got a big rainstorm in your city and you happen to be experiencing some ash, the rain would take care of that for you. Boom. Yeah. Bang. Wash it right out. Right. Wash it right out. Uh, uh, on Sunday, the first serious injury was reported when a man was hit by a lava spatter projectile molten rock while sitting on the balcony at his house. Wow. It hit him on the shin and shattered everything in his leg, a spokesman for the county mayor said of the incident. Lava spatters can weigh as much as a refrigerator. A wall of lava has also blocked part of a coastal road, cutting off a key escape route for residents and hampering evacuations. 
Geologists are warning that the behavior of the lava is unpredictable, and they're urging residents to obey all warnings. Uh, at the summit, a large... Make sure you move your cars, too. Yeah, at, especially if it's a Mustang. <laughs> at the summit, a large explosion happened at around midnight, Friday night into Saturday, sending a plume of volcanic gas uh, two miles into the air. That's old, But that's 10,000 feet, see? So it hasn't reached 30,000 75 feet. to 200 miles an hour. It hasn't reached the thing yet. Mm-hmm, can you take there. us to break, I please? I sure can. All right. Man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. The two of us is all I've asked this question before, and I don't remember the answer. I was just looking at some colorized photos of life in New York City in the twenties. Okay, on one of the British tabloids, and they're wonderful. I love them. Does whoever do that determine what colors they're going to make things, or or what? In other words, how do they know the guy wore a blue shirt? You know, that's a good question. It is a good... I'm going to look it up. I think... Didn't we determine that you could tell, based upon the film that was used, what color? Because there's there was there were different layers. Someone called and pointed that out to us, I I'm, thought. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to go to the interwebs. Look how at, are look colorized at films achieved? Do Lieutenant Dan mm-hmm. have legs in real life? <laughs> 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 65.